0: is And we begin at the very top of the page with the Ramah. The Ramah is a new subject in the previous Machaber, in this last Sif of Sivin Sadi Dalet, so we'll jump right into it. The Ramah says, Haga. If a person is traveling on the road, and he's almost at the place where he's going to get to, and it's in a city that's mostly Goyim, and he's going to go to a hotel that is mostly Goyim. Im there, is Stalik If there, Before he gets into the city is a place we can pull off to the side of the road and Daven without being bothered by the passers by, then that's better than davening in the city, as we'll see, in the Malone that is filled with Avotazara. Yeshum Velo It's better that he Davin on the side of the road, actually, than go into the hotel that is filled with Ovid Kohoven. Because now, the words, the next words of the, of the Ramah are out of place, the Mishnah will tell us. He says, that really doesn't belong over here, so I won't translate it over here now but the remark continues but if the person who's traveling on the road before he gets to the hotel filled with the Avodah Zarah if there is no place for him to get off the road and therefore his only option is to go into the town and dive in the hotel so then in that situation go and find a place in the hotel where he won't be disturbed and here's where he add the words find a corner someplace where the people in that building in that hotel will not disturb you that's the proper age so that concludes the Ramah in simon Sari Dalet now we just do the Mish Nebruis Mish in Sivkot Nechav Min writes he's traveling on the road so he should get off he should go to the side of the road and go stand there. the in the proper way Sivkot Tes because the hotel is filled with or idol worshippers, because certainly in the Gaisha hotels there will be idols and all sorts of abominations. And it's not proper to go and say a dove there. Where do we see this from? No less than Moshe Rabbinu. When Paro told him to stop the plague of Barad, so Moshe Rabenu left the city, he said, I can't ask Hashem to stop it now. I'll ask, have to go outside the city away from the all the avodah Azar in your city and speak to Hashem. He didn't want to go and David in Mitzrayim, which was filled with all the abominations and Azar Azarrah. Tishu Foot number thirty brings that an important halacha. The remote, well, the same din applies, you're not allowed to daven in a temple of Jews, a reformed or conservative temple. In the actual sanctuary there, you're not allowed to daven there as well. Likewise, in a place that is established for immoral or inappropriate purposes, it's likewise also to daven over there. It's a very distasteful, hated place to a Kodesh so it's improper to daven over there. Mr. Buri in Sifkat and Lamid writes Shloyiv Avulub in Habayis, and he writes So Echlo Ma Tevas As I mentioned, it was in the wrong place, and it flows at the end of the Rambam. This statement. What does he mean to say? He wrote So Echlo Ma Shloyiv Avulub. One should only be concerned over here, David, in a place where he won't be disturbed. In this situation, when there's no choice, you don't have to be worried that there are abominations and all sorts of Avodah Zarah in that place. Nowadays, unfortunately, we live amongst the Gayim. so we really are always in places where it's filled with Avodah Zarah. If they happen to have on the wall over there, the eastern wall that you would be facing, this comes up if a person, for example, is in a hospital, and there's a Salem on the wall, once you try, one should turn away from that wall that has its Salem on it or the Avotazar on it, El and face it in a different orientation, even though ain't no even though this way you won't be facing Mizrah. The And if a person can't leave the road that he's davening on to daven on the side of the road, and therefore he'll only have a choice of davening in a walking position or in a sitting-down position, and he knows that it won't be any better in the hotel, he won't find the place in the corner where they won't disturb him, then in this situation with his two unfortunate choices, it's better for him to daven, walking on the road or traveling on the road, but then waiting to daven in inside in the Malone filled with the Vod where he won't have peace anyway, because in this way he'll be able to daven better. We call Markom, or or Begina. But if he is able to go to the hotel and find a safe place to Daven where he won't be disturbed, Mutur, then it would be preferable to do that than drop while he's traveling. This way, the because in this fashion he'll be able to Daven while standing up, which is ideal, and he'll be able to dive without being disturbed, which is also ideal. Tisha footnote number thirty one brings down if somebody has to work in a base of other zar, is a the janitor there, or some other job, so then Atzichayim brings down, he's allowed to daven inside that place. Everybody knows he's not praying in the church, or in the Mokom Avodah Zorah, but he's davening to our Kodesh Baruch Hu because that's the only place that he can daven. But the She'el Utsuchu V'Zichron says he shouldn't do this on a regular basis, unless he absolutely has no choice, because this is disgusting. Deir Shefutinah number 32 brings down, that you have to turn away from the Tzalim or the Avodah Zorah that's on the wall, because it shouldn't look like you're bowing down to them. And he brings us down to the name of the Adam. And this is true even if it's covered up with glass. The Kavuchaim writes that you can't face in that direction. If you absolutely have no choice, there's no way that you can turn away. So the Sharmitzron Sharon Balocha, as well as the Shevet Levis Zatzal, both of them say that you should daven with your eyes closed in that situation. That concludes Simon Tzadi Dalit, and now we begin Simon Simon Sadi He, which is Kivun Evaru Bishasatvila, the proper orientation of your body during the Shmonasre. The Mahabh starts off and he says, Yachavin Raglov Zaid You put your feet together when you dive in the as we all know. But Kevin aligned as if there were only one foot. Why is this? Lahidamos <noun> hidamos This makes us appear like the malochem who only have one foot. <inaudible> their feet are only a single foot. <inaudible> their feet appear like they're only one foot, so therefore we're middame, we compare ourselves to malochem when we say, so we want to look like the malochem as well by having our, our feet placed next to each other. Not surprisingly, there is a yimach locus as to whether this is the entire length of the foot, or only that the feel, feet are together by the heel part, and they're slightly separated because we're supposed to be medame to a calf leg, which is slightly separated, and there are those therefore that are brought down by the rabbinu Yonah, Beis Yosef brings this down, that don't keep the feet totally together, only by the heel they keep them together. However, many bring down that one should keep them together the entire length of the way this is brought down by the Beis Yosef, the Allah and many others as well. Those that wish to keep them apart, however, the Allah says, Yeshlo They do have those that they can rely upon. Mr. Brewer in Sivkat writes down, If after the fact your feet were not together, If you didn't have your feet together at all, then you are in fact Yotze, then you are in fact Yotze. The issue, footnote number two, brings down Reb who says one should do as best as he can. If it's hard, if difficult for a person to stand up, while his feet are apart, so it's preferable for a person to stand up with his feet apart than to sit down with the feet together, and so it was brought down in the Allah And Moshe says over here, each person should do the best as he can to keep the feet as close together as possible, as long as he's able to stand, that's the idea. Sometimes if your feet are close together, a person might not be able to balance himself, if he's infirm or he's elderly, so then he can keep his feet apart somewhat in order to be able to stand. That's more important than sitting down with your feet together. Simchat and Beis, the Mishabura writes that we appear like malachim. Since we're talking to our Baruch Hu, we have to remove all of the about our body from our hearts. We make ourselves look like we're malochim. and thus, by keeping our feet together, it helps us in this thinking. The issue footnote number four brings down the supplies to women as well, even though the underlying reason might not be the same because women don't have the same obligation to look like malachim. However. There's another reason brought down that we're supposed to be like Kohanim who kept their feet together and women also are davening over here and the tefillah is instead of the avoda. so therefore this reason applies to them as well and women should keep their feet together when saying Dishmona Esrei. As we've already pointed out, and here the Mishabur says it again, Vavilu MuYoshi Bagol, if a person is not able to stand for the Dishmona Esrei, he's sitting down in the car, the wagon, the bus, whatever, he should keep his feet together. As we've already pointed out, and pointed out here again in Dearsha Footnote Number Five, in the name of the Mokarach Chayim. even if you're lying in bed, you keep your feet together. We've already pointed out the person's in a wheelchair, he keeps his feet together, etc. Mishaburu then continues, and he says, Od kasu A person shouldn't lean back. and shouldn't be leaning towards the sides. He shouldn't stretch out his legs. He shouldn't put one on top of the other, because all of these, these are all arrogant postures. He should sit down, and he should have his head, head bent forward. And this is wrote down the name of the task. This is talking about if a person is sitting, he shouldn't move, his body leaning back or towards the sides, he shouldn't stretch out his legs and shouldn't keep them one top of the other, even if he's sitting down. He should still try to keep the feet together and be in a straight-up position with his head bent slightly. The remark continues and he writes, He brings down an opinion that says, right before one starts He should take three steps forward. Why? Because it's like an anticipation, an eagerness to do what you want so you take steps forward towards the thing that you desire. So too we take the Shemineser, we take three steps forward to greet HaKadosh Baruch And this is brought down in the name of the Rokeach. The Mishnah in Shivkat and Gimel writes, l'ach technically one doesn't have to take three steps back and only then take the three steps forward. And he says, this is the opinion of the El Yerabba. However, he brings down, in the name of the mogin Giborin Yiborin, Olam Lelech does, Take three steps back, and they then take the three steps forwards before they start the shemun esrei. And he brings down the name of Darchimoshe, the Maril Hayanoei, Lamo Bishachus, the Tvilah Shemun Esrei, Mosai Sheyischal, Ashler Tzibur, Tilos the Kel Ajon. At the end of Ezra, I was saying, we say Tilos ayon, the Kel Ajon, the Maril would get up and take the three steps back at that point in time. Shufuda number six and the Halacha Brurah bring down the name of the Darchimoshe. that he also says this is connecting the three Hagashos that we have in the Torah: Vayigash Abraham, Vayigash Yehuda, Vayigash Eliyahu the latter, of course, being in Nach, remind ourselves of these three Hagoshos by taking the three steps forward. There are other reasons as well that I've heard brought down. It's connected to the three steps that Nevuchadnezzar the scribe, took to stop Sancheir from sending out an incorrect message. And we want to show we're at least as zealous as Nevuchadnezzar was to the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this taking the three steps forward at the start of the Shemun Esrei is a universal custom amongst Jews. Dominic is to start with the right foot, again, we always want to start something with desire by taking the right, which is the stronger side, when we want to demonstrate reluctance, when we take the three steps back at the end of the we start with the left foot. One takes these three steps forward when he concludes the bracha, bracha to ga'a Yisrael, and there isn't a concern for a hefsik over here, because the Tila Ladov, it says, because it's part of the torah I do remember learning once, I don't have the source right now, from the Makar HaChayim, who says that you shouldn't even have any sort of a break at all between the start of the Shemun and Gah Yisrael. And Mustama, he would say, as soon as you finish Gah Yisrael, you should already have taken the three steps and then start the to so like talk right away. The Misha continues and he writes, Ube mincha kishiyor rad ha at mincha time, as soon as the chazan gets up to go to the teva, which doesn't mean the start of ashray, according to Rechaim Kanievsky, is brought down in Deir footnote number 8, but it means at the start of the Kalish that he says right before the shemona esrei of mincha, and likewise by mariv, by kishishol ha-shli ach-sibu and likewise at mariv, when the chazan starts to say the chazi Kalish right before the shemona esrei, at these points in time, a person should also stand up, At yasir o in time a person should also prepare himself for the shmanesra, remove any phlegm that he has in his mouth or in his nose, anything else that will disturb him in his davening. And this way a person should understand he's standing in front of the melech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he should be properly prepared for Davening. Some suggest, as dear footnote number 10 does, he should make sure his hair is in place, he should make sure that any other needs are taken care of, and he should be as presentable as possible because he's about to speak to HaKadosh baruch Sif Sifth base. Tsarak Shiachov Roshimat, when you're saying Shmanesra your head should be bent slightly your eyes should be somewhat down, facing towards the ground. You should imagine yourself as if you're standing in the base amigdosh. With your heart, you look up towards Shemayim, but not with your head. In fact, Mr. Bruce Hey brings down those that look upward and they make like they're looking towards the ceiling, that's improper. The l- malochim are laughing at them. They're scorning them for doing this. It's an arrogant posture. He thinks that brings down the prima mishuna. A person shouldn't shake in an unusual fashion. However, if you're alone, you can shake any way you want. But not in the public. And likewise, one shouldn't raise his voice and disturb other people. The number 12 brings down a very important idea. One shouldn't do anything to disturb other people. They shouldn't start yelling at you. And cause them to sin. Furthermore, the Mishaburu writes, A person who doesn't close his eyes during the Shemona Esrei will not be zocha to see this Shrina when he passes away from this world. And the Zohar speaks very strongly about this. However, but if somebody needs to look into a sitter, and he will daven better by looking into a sitter, and that's why he keeps his eyes open, less L'onbara, there's absolutely no concern whatsoever. All the posts can say, one should do this, especially if that will enhance one's kavana, And the Mishnah himself alludes to, we've learned this already in Simen Sadi Alev, Sivkat and Vav, and the Mishnah over there, that basically says, and Malach Aburus states this over here as well, that the best way that one will daven is the way that one should daven. If it's better for you to daven, with your eyes closed dabbing with your eyes closed if it's much better for you to dabbing with a sitter in front of you hold on to the sitter in front of you and look at it with your eyes open we go back to Mishnah Buruh Sivkat and Dalit now he says look in Sivkat and Ches in the Mishnah Buruh over there where this halach of looking down was discussed, and Dusha footnote number 11, however, brings down that we also said that a person should look out the window. So how do you reconcile these two things? So the Mugen of Ram over there writes, that if a person becomes lost somehow and not able to concentrate properly, he should look out the window and hopefully regain his awe of HaKadosh Baruch in that fashion, and then can continue to Shmonasri. Here, the Mishnaburah, however, brings down the Bach, the Bach, the Kodim, she ask you lispalo, about bachalonos, klap yishamayim, libo Here, before you look down, first, before you start the Shemnasar, look out the window, look ahead, and think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness, and this way you'll be able to subordinate yourself better to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you'll have a humbled heart when you daven. Sivkim, Alibo One should put his hands one on top of the other as if they were tied together. Kofus means tied together. Pirish And the Ramah says it means tied together. The right hand goes on top of the left hand, and the Mephor should bring down. This is to demonstrate that the Midah of Rachemin should take over on top of the Midah of Din. You should be like a servant in front of his master, standing in front of your master with tremendous awe and fear and trepidation. And one shouldn't put his hands on his waist. That's an arrogant posture, and one shouldn't do this. The Ramah says this will also be discussed at the beginning of Simon Sadizai. The Mishnah and says that this type of posture that we just talked about is the normal. This is where the way they normally would stand in front of the king with this posture of your hands one over the other in a very subordinate position. When they would speak to a king, when they asked the king for the needs. But the mission verse is a very important idea, which is reiterated in Deir footnote number 14, that the best posture for you to daven best is the best posture for you to daven in. Whatever will make you daven better, that's the best position for you to daven in. And Deir footnote number 14, in fact, in fact, brings down many gedoli and who didn't daven with their hands clasped one over the other, they would put their hands on the Stender in front of them because they were able to be mechavin better in that fashion. Mr. Burr then brings down the Sefer Asarim Amoros, where he brings down in the name of the Arizal, they would put their hands over their heart, and they would put their right hand over their left hand, and it's brought down the name of the Ramak, that they would put their finger, besoch pisa sayad, They put the thumb inside the palm of the other hand. This is all based upon Kabbalistic reasonings, and as we've already brought down, if you can follow this and it doesn't disturb your kavana or it enhances your kavana, by all means do so, but if certainly davening in this position will make it more difficult for you for concentration, then don't daven in those positions, but daven in the position that you'll concentrate best in. If it's holding on to the siddur, if it's holding on to the stand in front of you, or a table in front of you, clasping your hands together, whatever is best for you, that's what you should do. People have the custom to go and shuckle during the davening, based upon this pasuk, that all my bones are saying to you, Hashem, who is like you, and this implies a shuckling, a movement of all of your bones. Others disagree and say one has to be absolutely standing still, and again, the post can bring down. Whatever way you daven better, shuckling or not shuckling, that's the way you should daven. Finally, we conclude this Simen Sadihei with the Sif sifdalit, the last one, Tovl gan Raglab, Gambishash Kedusha Im shliach One should keep the feet together all the way up until the time that one says the Kedusha and the Khazar sashats, along with this Shliatzibor. And at the end of the Kedusha, when one concludes the bracha of Akayala Kadosh, then one can keep their feet no longer together. There are those that disagree and say as soon as you're done with the Kedusha, even before the conclusion of Ata Kadosh, or, Ladar Vador, one would be permitted to go and already move their feet. And certainly one can be lenient on days when the third bracha, like on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, is much longer. One can move the feet at the conclusion of the Kedusha. Mishnevur and Siv Ches writes The reason behind keeping the feet together during the Kedusha is because the Pasuk says, yomrim, bishmei We say that just like in Shemayim, sanctify your name, so too we are sanctifying your name. And in Shemayim, they do it with their feet together, so too we should do it with our feet together. That concludes today's Shir and Simon Sadihei.